Welcome to the Medicine Cabinet. My name is Jenna Hitchcock and today we're going to deep dive into intention, how I believe that is one of the clearest, quickest ways to gain clarity in whatever we're creating, but also when working with different medicines and different rituals, when we are working with um, coaching containers, having an intention. Why? Is the path that paves the way for clarity to keep choosing to get back onto the path? When we know our why, we know our way. And so intention setting and being very clear and very specific with our intention can be the most powerful tool when we're creating. And this is called the medicine cabinet. And so I believe our intention, our conscious choice, our free will has a play and a part in this experience called life, in the creation of remembering who we are. And when I have worked really consciously with intention in ceremony, it shows up in the most hilarious way. And I wanted to share some of my stories, some of my experiences when it comes to intention and also what that can create when you're a little wafty or unclear and how there is magic in allowing space, having the intention to show me what I need to see. That is a very powerful intention. So we don't often have to have a, I need this to get that. It's more about what is here for me now. What has been, what has life been showing me? What has been the theme? What have I been journaling about? What have I been bumping up against to? And using that feedback, that information to go into a ceremony or to go into a communion with yourself to really unravel that or see it with clarity or let go of what no longer serves the creation of that. <laughs> the one that's coming to mind right now for me was, I think it was my very, no, it was my second ayahuasca ceremony. And I really had this desire for many, 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 many years to know what love is. It was kind of evaded on me. I, I don't know whether it's because being an adopted child, um, having that separation from my birth mother and, you know, that straight away, as soon as I came into this earth, whether that disconnect created an, a, a distortion or a disorientation around what love is or for me to really fully receive it or experience it or know what it is I photographed my cousin's wedding uh, and it was a very very small wedding and she married a woman it was when New Zealand had just passed the law where um, people of the same sex could get married and I knew there were certain people in my family that were bumped up against things, you know, their own narratives in their minds around this because it's a new way of being. Um, not to judge them in that, but I just knew it was bringing up stuff. I had conversations with people and I was really curious uh, as I photographed that wedding. I used to photograph weddings and that was my wedding gift to them. And I decided to do a little 
Yeah, it was like an artistic creation. Uh, it was a real experiment with my creation. And I took a portrait of every single person at the wedding and I asked them what they believe love is. And, oh, it was so funny. <laughs> These are people like my cousins, my dad, my uncle, my nana. My nana had the best answer. Uh, and uh, I asked everyone at the wedding and everyone had a unique perspective. And there was a bit of a theme, especially uh, people who had been married for a really, you know, quite a long period of time. They had similar views to how they see what love is. And so I was always curious, curious around what it is. What is that? <laughs> and I went into the ceremony the second time I sat with Ayahuasca and I asked her very clearly, I would love to embody, allow me to embody love and let go of everything that's not that. And that journey really took me on a wild ride of everything I was attached to in this life and letting it go and uh, including my own life and I speak of this because I really had no idea what I was getting myself in for and that was quite a big ceremony and it took me into some deep places of attachment and Afterwards, my integration of that, I, I felt like I had to be kind of, I was almost a little detached from things, feeling like I can't attach to things because that's not what love is. But over time, as that's unraveled, I've realized I can be attached to something and let it go. That's love. Loving something so much, knowing that it will pass. Everything's impermanent. And that was the deeper understanding as it unraveled. And that was a really clear intention that I had no idea what I was going to be experiencing, which is what happens with these medicines. And I had learned from my first ceremony with her, with that particular being medicine plant, <laughs> that if I'm not clear with my intention, I won't get clarity back. I had written a lot to her. Uh, before my very first ceremony and I, there was a, a bit of fear because I'd never experienced a psychedelic before having that ceremony and never say never I once did mushrooms with some flatmates while I was drunk and it was a weird experience we had a tea ceremony so it was almost ceremonial but it wasn't <laughs> and it was like that one was like everything was on fast forward and rewind all at the same time and there was no intention at all so that's interesting to bring into this space. And uh, the very first time I sat with Ayahuasca, I'd written to her a lot. And one of the things I was scared of the most was to purge, to vomit. In the ceremony, I just didn't want to. And so I had written that I would like to not purge, to not vomit. And then in the next sentence I wrote, but if you feel that's for my highest and best, I will surrender to it. And she took me deep into the middle part of the journey of the ceremony. She took me into this place where I was feeling really sick, like as if I was going to vomit. And I was like, whoa. And I said to her, I thought I asked you not to let me vomit. 
and she came back in in her unique way said yes but didn't you say that you would surrender if I felt like it was best for you and then that kind of went back and forth and it took me on this why this ride of choosing of being the person who chooses allowing myself to surrender to and be with what showed up in that it was a real empowering moment of I I I get to have choice in this life and that was a real big thing because before that ceremony I was letting everyone else make the decisions for me up until that point I just made some radical big decisions and I thought I was pretty independent but I always asked for an opinion what do you think what shall I do what are you hearing what are you what would you do and in that part, she was really showing me how I was giving my power away and leaving my choices up to others. And so I got a choice point in that and I got to choose again. And this is something that I get shown quite often is like, we get to choose again and again in life and in ceremony. And I, what just came through is I got sidetracked from that because life is ceremony. I, I differentiating the two seems unusual to say out loud. So I, I wanted to um, clarify that. And so life is the ceremony and we get to choose again and again. If something's a no, it might be a yes. Until it's a no, unless it's a yes again. And that's the genius. I think sometimes we get locked into this limitation of oh, I've chosen this, I have to write it out. Or, uh, you know, I don't know. We get an indecision because we think if I make any choice, what if it's wrong? And the name of the game is just choose and you can choose again and again and again and again and again. That's the genius of this life. And coming back to intention, I really didn't have, like I had clear intention in that first one, but there was some waftiness in there. And what you give out, you'll get back, not, not just with medicines, in life. And so if we're being unclear, if we're saying one thing to one person and then another thing to another, that will confuse <laughs> the messaging. And so what will come back is confusion. If we want to create clarity in our lives on what we're creating, what we're choosing, what we're a yes to, what we're a no to, we need to know. We need to be decisive. And it's really hard to often know, especially as we're navigating the idea that our ego is out to get us. <laughs> uh, you know, that, oh, it's my ego. Oh, I can't rule from the ego. And I believe that's one um step on the evolution path where we realize there's an ego um but the only thing that can recognize there's an ego is the ego because what is just is it's not even thinking about an ego or judging an ego it simply is and so if you're looking at the ego going oh the ego did that and the ego is this and the ego that is ego talking and when we can allow ourselves to befriend 
the personality, the identity of ourselves, we then recognize what our intuition feels like, what the body's knowing feels like. And we work in synergy. It's, it's that pure alignment. It's the coherence between heart and mind and heart and pussy or cock, if you're a man. And when we have that full body alignment, clarity and cohesion, we choose from a really clear place. And Reminds me of conversations with God with Neil Donald Walsh when he talks about the conscious, the superconscious, and the unconscious mind. And we can only work with the conscious mind with where it's at. It expands as we expand. And loving where we're at, loving where the awareness is at right now on the spectrum of infinity <laughs> that consciousness is. And when we're choosing intention from where we're at right now, it's leading us, it's creating with us, it's co-creating with the plant that you're working with, with the, the environment that we're in, the setting, if we're, we're in ceremony with others, the relationships we're in, the work we're putting out into this world or offering into this, um, this beautiful earth. And it is always perfect you can't fuck this thing up and so choosing to open yourself up to an intention to being really clear this is what I this is what I choose right now knowing that there's nothing you're going to miss knowing that you can't fuck this thing up oftentimes when I'm working with people in preparation before ceremony or an in integration or preparation actually they're like, can I have more than one intention? And yes, of course, you can have more than one intention. If there's a few things that you want to get clarity on, of course. And you can't miss. You will be showing what you need to. And this is why being really clear and really precise and, you know, almost concise when it comes to working in creation, in life, in relationships, in ceremony with plants because it creates a lot of simplicity conciseness and receiving that can be almost easier for it to land to feel the messages or for the integration to kind of land where it needs to to be lived to be breathed into the physical world and we're working in microdose the membership at the moment. This month is microdosing clarity. And it's really challenging for some people to even know what they want. And the quickest way to get clarity is to be in nature. Stop looking at your phone. Stop having something in your ears. Stop taking in information. And allowing yourself to sit in nature and just be, come back to presence, come back to self, allowing the guidance of that quietness to be there, allowing the mind to have its neurosis and its like busyness to be purged while you're out there thinking. Because when you're in silence, when you're in quiet, these things can be seen 
But when we're taking in information all the times in our eyes, our ears, and our environment even, our felt sense, our quantum field, it can get really busy and noisy. And that isn't easy for the mind to soften, to slow down, to come back to the wisdom of the body, slow down to the body's wisdom. And really hear, what am I working with right now? What's showing up for me? What am I feeling? What is the soul's language, the body's language saying right now? Because the mind has thoughts, it has words, but the body has feelings. And when we're not listening to that, it's really challenging to have that mind-body coherence. And that's when we get clarity. So nature, being in water, the you know, the ocean, rivers, even just having a bath, no phone, no book, being. And we often avoid it, myself included. And it's one of the reasons I love breathwork, helps to create that clarity of mind, of the body, detoxifies the lungs, so, so powerful at allowing us to release emotions and really see the heart of the matter, feel what's there underneath all the busyness, all the noisiness, all the confusion. And these practices are so important to allow ourselves to come back in, to pay the clarity lane and to keep on that, to keep choosing that. And this is what happens with microdosing clarity in the membership. We are simply choosing one thing that creates that mind-heart coherence every day, which keeps us on the path. Oh, this is why I'm choosing this. I'm choosing this because I've got this vision. My intention is this. My why is that. I'm choosing this one thing to create this, to create that. And when we can make these micro choices each day, we stay on path. And this is why our practices are so important. <laughs> because how can you know what your intention is if you're not giving yourself space to even hear, to even listen to what's here for you? Journaling, breath work, being in nature, meditation, microdosing presence allowing ourselves to have moments doesn't have to look like the buddhist on the hill in pure presence a hundred percent of the time <laughs> those micro moments are creating everything bringing us back to that zero point of creation and that's when the intention is seated and we can choose from that place we have two more weeks of microdose clarity this month's theme and then we'll be moving into another theme of something we're microdosing next month by the way microdose is not microdosing substances the remembrance or the message through me is that you are the medicine remembering that you are whole you are the medicine there's nothing you need to fix change or do you can create simply for creation's sake you can be the artist of your life. You can create from a place of knowing, from a place of joy, from a place of fun. And 
what leads us there is our presence. And so whilst the medicine supports and we can choose it, we can also come back into presence with self, microdosing that presence every single day without a substance. And from that place, we choose micro choices, micro actions, thoughts, words, and actions create everything. And so if you'd like to join us, there's a link below. You can come on in and there's prizes for the community the women in there are incredible they are so powerful and so intentional with what they are creating and oh it is just such a fun space to play in and it's really a reminder that you are the creator and where you're creating from is the power of it all And so that comes with intention. Why would you choose it? Why are you choosing it? Come in with a really clear intention. Why are you watching this? (laughs) You could be listening to anything right now, but here you are. What sparked your interest? What's your soul leading you into? Notice, question, be curious. Because That is what creates everything. That's what leads us. That is our leadership. And yeah, when you know your why, you know your way. (laughs) It's so simple. And yet we find it challenging to apply because we can forget the whole game's set up to remember and forget and to forget and remember and so microdose the membership is set up for you to remember and to be held in remembering who you are with a whole bunch of fun amazing incredible women who are creating who are powerful who want to see you win it's a win 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 and if you're feeling the call we have two weeks left of clarity and then we'll have another another theme next month. I'd love to see you there.